Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Here we are, the podcast. The RGM Experience podcast. Basically, ladies and gentlemen, if you're brand new to the podcast, or if you've been here a while, you'll know all about it. We're here to delve into the grassroots music industry, uh, talk to people within it, um, and have a good chat about it, discuss it, what's right about it, what's wrong about it. We're honest people that just open up for honest chat and debate. And sometimes it gets a bit heated, and sometimes it's all nice. But that's the podcast world, isn't it? You know, we're not here just for sound bites and things. We're here to have conversations about what's going on in the real world around us. And welcome to another show. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Carl Maloney, that guy from RGM. How are you doing? You're on eight. Oh, I've had a lovely week. A really nice week. Last week's show, we had John on from the uh, Little Man Tate Band. Uh, so I went to see them on Friday. That was nice. Down at the Ritz in Manchester. Um, if you follow me on my uh, personal socials, I had a little bit of a breakdown. <laughs> I've been dramatic. I bought a pint, right? San Miguel in O2 Ritz in Manchester. Nice venue. Love the venue. Nothing against the venue. But I do have something against the price of these fucking things these days. £7.55 for a pint of San Miguel. Madness. It's uh, it's just uh, just another tax in it by these fuckers to eke some more money out of the music loving people. Um, and yeah, that <laughs> but apart from that, I had a very good night. Went to see uh, Little Man Tate uh, down at the Ritz on Friday, and as always, just a you know, a really it, it, it was really nice. I text John to say. It was really nice to see a load of young people in Little Man Tate t-shirts. You know, there's a new group of people that have got right behind the band um, since they've reformed, and that was just that was nice to see. It was a night of nostalgia for me personally. You know, not seeing them live for a long time. I just thought they were great. We did put a video on the YouTube channel as well, a 360 video of the first song that they played when they came out. They came out to Sherry Fatman by Carter, your unstop- unstoppable sex machine and all, which uh, that were nice. Uh, that song in a while, that were nice. So I, I made a, a 360 video for YouTube. That's on there if you're interested in having a little nosy. Why not? Uh, but yeah, it was a lovely night. And a lovely night. And I record this, uh, this intro, um, the day before the podcast comes out. And today I'm down, I'm going down to another O2 venue. I bet their prices are fucking ridiculous. Might have to have a little pint in the pub at the side. Uh, I'm going to the O2 Apollo in Manchester very shortly to watch a comedian, an American comedian called Andrew Schultz uh, that I've enjoyed watching and, uh, you know, seeing his stuff on these podcasts and stuff. So I'm having a nice weekend, you know. Expensive weekend. Uh, but I'm having a nice weekend. How are you doing? How's your week been? Uh, would love to know more about your week and that, you know. Has it been good? Everything gone your way? It's not, definitely not gone my way this week, you know. Sometimes you just have a tough week, don't you? And it's just like, ugh. You just grind through it all, I suppose. Oh, 
usually went funny then. Uh, but I hope you're having a nice week, ladies and gentlemen, anyway, and uh, enjoying live music and doing whatever you, you humans do. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we've got an amazing guest for you, uh, talking about, you know, being honest and having honest conversations within the music industry. Uh, talking about the struggles, the triumphs of it all. We've got Sam Shadell, ladies and gentlemen. We do delve into, we do a deep dive, as they say, into Sam's career. I've known Sam for years, and uh, full uh, full compliance here. Uh, I've known him personally for a long time, and it was it, 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 it's a little bit strange when you've known someone for a long time interviewing him. You never know whether you don't know what that's what going to be interesting to the people that listen. You can end up doing some uh, small talk. But I, I don't I don't want to do small talk. Uh, so that was going on in my head, but I had a very good time chatting to him. We didn't end up doing small talk. It was just an honest chat about where he is at the minute in the music industry, just breaking through after having a break from it as well, and we took, we got through all of that. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another show. As always, the video version of this podcast is on YouTube. I got an email the other day saying uh, I'm a, cur- cur- uh, a YouTube curator now. Um, definitely not an influencer, but a curator. So whatever that means. Uh, but it just means people are getting involved with the uh, channel, I think, a little bit. And have a look. Check out the 360 video of Little Monte. Check out the our little faces talking, me and Sam. And hang around here as well, because you, 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 you get these introductions here on the podcast, you know. <laughs> Don't know if that's a, a good or a bad thing for you, but uh, you get a little bit more, I suppose. Uh, and, and you can listen to me on the way, or and you know, at the gym, or at the bus stop, or in the car. I'll, I'm going to stop talking. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new show. If you've not heard Sam's gel stuff, there's a link in the description. He's grafting, that boy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have a chat with Sam Shadell. How you doing, alright? <laughs> I've been looking forward to this chat. It's been on the cards for a while, hasn't it, mate? Yeah, we. Uh, I think we, we said we were going to do it when we were outside Crystal, didn't we? And, uh, yeah. Tramline's fringe. I think a few years back as well. We've been because I've been doing this thing for a long time now. I've always wanted to get you on, and the time feels right now, mate. Because you've been grafting, you've cr- <coughs> you've created a space for you in this music industry that I'm fascinated to learn more about your. Um, the drive that's got you into this position and the hard work that you put into it. We, we, we have mentioned you in previous podcasts with like Harry Larkin uh, and Kai Ondrell that we had on the show recently. Um, and your name keeps popping up there as somebody that's out there in the world just fucking having it in the music industry. So thanks for joining us, mate. Yeah, no worries. I suppose, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm just forcing my way through. I think that's uh, yeah. the to to. <laughs> <laughs> move your mic a little bit closer to your mouth please Paul. there we go all right there we go nice one right so okay so i've got a bit of bone to pick with you sam shadell yes um i saw the last time i saw you in real life was at tram lines and yes. you played twice at the crystal fa- uh, crystal stage and mm-hmm. i've had how the devil are you doing stick stuck in my head for fucking ages mate it's catchy, mate, isn't it? It's yeah. a catchy tagline. I love, I absolutely love playing that song live. We did it last night, you know. Everywhere we play that, it yeah. just catches straight away. It catches light. And 
Yeah, it's a highlight of the live uh, set, definitely. <laughs> it really is, and it really does stick in your head. Like, I mean, like proper sticks in your head kind of tune thing. It's like almost a little bit annoying how how stuck in the head it gets as a as yeah. a fan, you know. Definitely, and well, it's I don't know. It's, it sounds a bit cheesy, doesn't it? How the devil you do it? But if yeah. you put it to the context of the song and the backbone of the song, I think yeah. it works. Yeah, definitely. yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So let's go back a little bit then. So. Yeah, I must have known you for about a hundred years, mate. It feels like it feels like a long time, and I can remember first putting you on at the Frog and Parrot many, many years ago. Um, and you had a different name at the time as well, if, if I remember rightly. That's right. Yeah. So what happened with that is I started doing music in sort of two thousand and seven, like writing music, and I got involved with this bad. Well, I, I look back now, you learn a lot of things, don't you? So yeah. 2019, I got involved with this bad like management kind of deal. Ah. And they advised to that my second name, uh, no one could spell it, which the fucking can't, to be fair. You can't even. In fact, you <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so they said you needed to pick a different second name. So yeah. it were, I picked Harrison. I just picked a Beatles name yeah. and picked George Harrison, and then so it was Sam Harrison. But then there were a guy in Lincoln who were called Sam Harrison, right. who was a songwriter, and he had fucking needle with me for a lot of years because I, I put that out under Sam Harrison. And then every there's, there's still confusion to this day that I get emails right, from, from this fucking guy. So, <laughs> oh, that's <Wait>. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, it's it. it, it it, it, there's pitfalls along the all along the way, even when you're just starting to, and it probably gets worse as you get further into the music industry. I think you know the pitfalls and the bad advice out there that people give you, and uh, yeah. it's it, you know you've definitely got a story to tell, and that's what this podcast's all about. So, yeah, yeah. just before we get into the nitty gritty of things in the career and stuff, just talk us through what was life like for Sam growing up as a little kid, uh, just starting to. No, before music and stuff and growing up in Doncaster and that kind of stuff, what were you like as a chap? Um, I didn't really like school, to be honest with you. Mm. I hated fucking school. Mm. I think it was, I just had a relatively normal childhood and then went to comprehensive school in Mexborough. Yeah. Didn't really enjoy it. Um, I think the highlight for me being at school was causing a riot and getting all school out on front of, uh, right. from, and then throwing pizzas at teachers and stuff like that. I did all right at school, but that was still my highlight, uh, being at school, to be honest with you. So you started a riot throwing pizzas? Um, so it was Red Nose Day, and okay. they, said, they said to us, well, you're allowed to have a non-uniform day, historically. Yeah. Okay. And then they decided that we weren't having a non-uniform day, so me and a couple of mates rounded everyone up at the first like, break that we had a day. And then by lunchtime, the word had spread, and then thousand kids out in front of the school. Right? <laughs> South Yorkshire Times turned up. And, oh, here we go. Yeah, and assistant and master got a pizza lobbed at his head. <laughs> what were you writing against? What were you fighting against? Not letting us, uh, not having non-uniform day. Oh, right, just just purely that, it, yeah. Yeah, so the, we had to go in as uniform and then as art teacher, my form teacher, Mr. Disney, they were a fucking cracking bloke and uh, yeah. he said, well, do something about it then. And, so we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do like these little tales, and you know, it, 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 it's followed you through all your life, hasn't it? You know, you're you're a fighter. You 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 don't take no shit and that kind of stuff, do you? Is it? Have you always been that way? Yeah, I think so. And I, I think as I've grown up, I'm, I'm taking less and less. But yeah, it's been me a rounded character. I think. 
yeah. So, um, so you you felt like school um, it weren't really for you. Uh, a lot of creatives um, feel that way as well. I think. Yeah, and I, I just think that the way that they could teach music at school, that it could be done in a lot more of a modern manner and yeah. a lot more people interested. I don't. I, I hear about what's going off in schools at the minute, but I just don't think that. I think there's better ways to do. Yeah. do it do you know what I mean it didn't keep me engaged um, but I did get into music while I was at secondary school mm. but there was no outlet from an education perspective to yeah. do you know what I mean channel that I don't think yeah right so how, how did you first start thinking that uh, music's the way forward into, for you there were little gangers and I think we were into like sort of new metal music that was a massive thing back oh, then like oh, early dear. 2000s oh dear <laughs> So then it went on to Nirvana, um, and then from Nirvana into Oasis, and so and so. Do you know what I mean? That kind of that kind of pathway into listening to music. Were you a little bit gothy then? Yeah, chains and that wallet. Oh, chains. nice, nice. Collars were on that bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a bit of a weird music path though to get to go mm. from metal to Oasis. That that usually yeah. that usually don't happen, does it? It don't, and to be fair, I don't really listen to much metal. I appreciate yeah. old music, do you yeah. know what I mean? But it's not something I'm still really into. And yeah. it's, I think Oasis just opened floodgates to listen to a lot of different things, as it does for a lot of people. Yeah. I, I, I won't say they're still my favourite band, do you know what I mean? I, I, my palette's obviously a lot wider now, but it was just a gateway into other music, I think. And that happened, I think, maybe 15, 16. I think I first picked up a guitar when I was... 12, 13, my mum got me a Yamaha Pacifica from Fox Music at Menowal. Nice. Can you remember? I do, huh? yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to love going there. I got my first guitar when I was yeah, 12, and then I just taught myself, and then I taught myself piano as well after that. Yeah, but uh, I, I can remember when you when you, you were setting up at Frog and Parrot years ago, and you, you turned up with like a, a van full of stuff as a solo artist. I'm like, here we go. What's going on here? The big, biggest piano I've seen in my life. Oh, like three different guitars for your set and stuff like that. I do like bringing a lot of gear. Yeah. <laughs> piano for me has always been a, I, I just can't get my head around a piano. Guitar, I, I can, I can visualize it. I can feel it. Um, how do, as a musician, how do you expand your skills in different instruments? Cause I know you can do most things. I did, um, I, I just, it was just watching videos online, but they weren't as robust as the videos online back then. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. think now you can teach yourself fucking anything from yeah. YouTube. Yeah. I think I would just like using piano tablature and stuff like that. I, 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 I can make it sound like I can play piano, but if you ask, I can't really play piano. Okay. But to a layman, I, I can, yeah, can uh, impress me. You can, you can blag it. I can blag it, yeah, yeah basically. yeah. yeah. Um, I'd love to be able to play it properly, but reading music, I've, I've tried it, and it's it's never going to happen for me ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I say, you know, I've known about you for a while, and I can remember. I think it was about ten years ago, sharing a pint with you down at Oakstock in where's Oakstock now? Was it more in Mosborough? Mosborough. Yeah, I was I was hosting the gig on the back of this fucking van thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and you were playing, and then then later on that day, you were off to to do weddings and that kind of stuff. That's how yeah, that's yeah. how you earned you you earned a few quid to keep the keep the. I do. the do you know what? I still do it every now and then. Yeah, I'm I'm getting too busy where I can do that, but yeah. That was a big part of my life, and it supported me financially for a long yeah. time. And I, I think it's 
it's a bit soul destroying doing it, but it's a means to an end. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think it it has helped me like all my craft in, in music and playing and performing. Um, knowing how to speak to a crowd, yeah. but it's, it's transferable skills. But it's yeah, I'm a bit too busy for it these days. Yeah. But a big part of my life yeah how how what, what specifically did you learn on skills on how to speak to a crowd well yeah mate when you're playing a wedding or a private do you just need to be a fucking cd player in the background right, that's okay. all that's, yeah. you know what i mean so it's mm-hmm. just i suppose I, I learned how to read a room and i learned how to build a set and i learned how to escalate a set if you know what i mean mm. uh, build the live set up and that, and you see that in our 30 and 45 minute shows now, but yeah. at the end of it, I've not been in a room where we've not fucking got crowned at Hendrick. Yeah. And I think that that's come from years and years of just slogging away at that side of the industry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, it's not pretty, but it, it serves a purpose. Yeah. There, there, there is a lot to be said for the, you know, as a, a new artist, all, all those times when you've travelled and you've played to people when there's not many people there or sometimes you're just playing to the bar people, there's, yeah. still, there's still a lot of worth in that when you look back at it, I think, as an artist because you yeah. kind of you hone your craft when it doesn't really matter, but you're out there doing it and honing your craft and, and, and learning these things, which is valuable yeah. for when you, when you pick up a bit of traction later on, isn't it? You know, they're, they're, yeah. still, they're still worth in those shit little gigs that you feel are pointless at the time, I think. Definitely. Definitely. And it's, as I said, there has been some worth in, in, in doing it. Um, and it's, it's a financial thing as well. There's, yeah. there's, as you know, there's, there's not fucking loads of money to be earned in music yeah. industry. You've got to absolutely love live and breathe it. And them kind of gigs can help you get over line with that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And provide that financial support. I mean, I, I do still work freelance at the minute. Yeah. It's obviously I'm getting to a point now where I'm, I'm trying to wind that down, but it's, you've got to find the fucking money from somewhere. Yeah. You've got to do yeah, because you know you might have to travel like I don't know, even from like Donny to Sheffield. That's not cheap. And if you if, if you're having it, you're buying beers when you're there, and there's if any money available at the gig at the end of it, keep doing that once or twice a week. It mounts yeah. up, doesn't it? It's you know you need you need some some something to to keep it going. Which it's ev- keeping me right. It's keeping right. I mean, we're in a position now where. Lads in my band, where we are getting paid for gigs, and there yeah. is there is some money, and we're selling tickets and things like that. But to get to that point, you've got to invest, and it's that's how many young bands crumble because yeah. it's well, you you're working for fuck all, aren't you? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what I've found most interesting about your journey is that you did pack it in for a bit, and for, yeah. for many years, didn't you? So, how, when was it when you when you first packed it in? What what made the decision to pack it in when you did? So I were, I were active between, like you said, sort of 2007, 8 till about, had about 10 years at it, okay. till 2017. We, like, culminated as Sam Show on the Fix. I think we did a gig for you at Mulberry yeah. Tavern, and that yeah. was, like, the first time that I'd launched with, like, having a full band. Mm. Songs I've done, they've always needed a full band. I, I never felt comfortable when I was just on Meatball. I felt a bit naked, like, just me and an acoustic guitar. Yeah. I used to piss about with all pedals and things like that as you know and so we did Sam Schill and the fix um and that were a group of mates and I would never go into a band with a group of mates ever again. <laughs> never do it. It's too easy to fall out, too easy to fuck up. It's 
you get a bit lazy. I mean, the band I've got now, we are a, a really strong unit, but yeah. we came, we've all come from different backgrounds. These guys in Samsung on the Fix 2017, they're all mates close to them, knew them yeah. all. And then after that didn't work, knocked a bit of steam out of me. Um, but as that was finishing, I did meet a contact in Aidan Thompson, who I'll, meet, uh, I'll mention a bit later on. But that didn't work, knocked steam out of me. Started going through a bit of a bad patch in me, personal life. Um, and it, yeah, it was start to end. And as the bad patch in my personal life happened, I just fucking, I just threw toweling um, and just stopped, basically. Yeah. And stopped. I just thought they were a better... They were a better path. Yeah. And I was really fucking wrong, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we live and learn. We live and learn, didn't you? So, you know, so like going through these moments in life that we all do, I'm not going to pry into your personal life, but how, how, how did like, you know, how did you quickly start thinking about that? Yeah, that you had made a mistake and you wanted to get back into it. What, can you remember when that first oh, came around? When COVID happened, I did start writing music again. Hmm. Listen, I've always had big belief in the songs. Yeah. I've always known the catchy songs. Um, they've got good hooks. I, I write pop music. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. what I'm proud of doing. I'm proud of writing three minute, 30 pop songs. That's yeah. that's my bread and butter. That's what I'm good at. And when COVID happened, I did start writing again. Um, sort of March 2020. Well, at that point, and, and all the time before that, I didn't have a clue about the music industry. Yeah. Um so I think towards end of 2021, going back to Aiden, who I, I met with Samsung, the fix he works at Steelworks Studios, mm. and I had all this material on me, on my Mac, and I thought the stuff I'd released before, it were all self-recorded, self-produced, and I ain't got a clue to produce. I can write songs, I can arrange songs, I can't produce songs. Mm. So I started sending the demos over to Aiden remotely. Um, he works, he's, he's in Nashville now. He's from Alvarez Kings. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's moved out to Nashville. So I was sending them to him and he was producing them. And the first couple of singles that I put out in um, 2022 last year, they were done by Aiden. Um, so, sorry, I've lost my trail of thought. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you'd you had that break. And when when did you start, like, thinking yeah. that you're getting back? So, into I, yeah, when I got the demos back from Aiden, um, early morning rain came first. I was sat on it a while, and then I just I just knew that I had to do something with it. I, I, I was that impressed with the product that Aiden had produced for me from the song. I thought I had to I had to do something with it. So then, the end of twenty twenty one, beginning of twenty twenty two, I lost my job as well that I'd had for twelve years. Yeah. Um, good paid job, um, and I just it, something happened. I'd lost my job through redundancy. I had this material. So I locked myself away and I learned about the music industry mm. for four or five weeks. I watched fucking hours and hours of videos on YouTube as to into marketing strategy, things like that, um, and how to build a brand, brand awareness, things like that. Just, do you know what I mean? I really mm. soaked it in because I thought if I'm doing this, I'm doing it fucking right. I'm, I'm yeah. not pissing about with it anymore. Um and then that were it. We put the uh, put it to distributor, put it out for March. I think it came out March 6th last year, early morning rain. And then I've just been learning 
and it's just constantly learning and, and growing, um, building team, building infrastructure around the project, and that's where we are. Where we are today, were you surprised how much the music industry had changed in those years while you were out? Because I know, I know, yeah. when, I know when we had chats, it would like, you know, the, the importance of like having reels and the, and and your socials need to be bang on. You need to be communicating with your fans more than ever. You need to use socials to to get your name out there as well as grafting on the road as well. That that that, that that's in them in those years for me. I I just know from our gem just thinking, oh fucking, hell, I've got to start making reels and shit now because yeah. that's what people want. You, you you've got to kind of learn new skills all the time, haven't you? I think for me, it, it weren't such a it weren't that daunting purely mm. because I'd never really fucking knew how it worked before. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I was just learning it from you. So I yeah. I can't really compare it to anything because I. Yeah. The first time round, Carl, I were a bit ignorant and I weren't, not ignorant, just a bit, I didn't really know what I was doing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I think, well, there were a bit of ignorance. I think I thought that things should fall without any graft mm. and I was so fucking wrong. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I, I'm, I can admit when I'm wrong and I think this time around I've proved that I can do it right. Yeah. No, I, lo- I love that. And it, the, the socials for me and getting the just like brand identity and all that kind of stuff. I've been through that journey myself, not having a fucking clue, making all the mistakes that you can do. Um, yeah. But there's no other way to do it than just learn yourself unless you've got somebody that's going to talk you through it, which, you know, everybody's busy. They haven't got time to help you all the time. You, there are people, gems out there that will give you advice. But yeah. You can't you can't commit too much of their time. You've got to. You've just got to figure it out yourself, haven't you, sometimes? That's it. And I can remember when I was starting last year. I mean, you yeah. were one of the people who were just pointing me in the right direction yeah. to a couple of people and then they point you into another yeah. direction yeah. then it grows and it grows and yeah. it grows and it, that's what I mean it's just about talking to people isn't it? I know that a million people's been on this program and networking is just a massive thing and you've yeah. got to do it it's, how do you find the whole networking game? Because there's a lot of bullshit that goes on with it, and, and, and but there's a lot of fun. You know, you can meet some really cool people out there as well, isn't there? And yeah, it's good. I love the hustle. I do yeah, love the hustle. I do. It's, it's, it's awesome. And do you know what I mean? There is some really depressing days, some seriously depressing yeah. days. You get them little, just them little fucking, them little victories, and they're just, to make your fucking year. Do you know what I mean? One little victory can really change your fucking mood completely. Wait, so how did you build the right structure around you then? So what, like, uh, mechanically, it, behind the scenes, what did you physically do to, to build a team around you? Not not just the band, but just the just the structure of getting things right. I think uh, I will say the band first, because the band, okay. I, I couldn't have done this without the band that I've got behind me. And I've tried to build, as I mentioned before, I've tried to build bands before mm. and it's I've not had much luck. And this time the stars were aligned and it just happened. And I'm, so I met James and James is the drummer and Sam's the bass player. I met them at Kelham Island and Meadowall in February, no, March last year. Never met before in my life. What, just yeah. shopping? No, no, no. We, I, I put a post out looking oh, for right, okay. it. Yeah. So then I met I met Sam at Costa and all James yeah. in Kellam Island yeah. and a pint with him, and I still at that point didn't. I, I, you met you meet people and think yeah, yeah this might not work. Yeah. And then the first time we didn't even have a practice, and the first time we were ever in a room together was we filmed the video for Don't Really Like You. So we'd had all these chats, all these meetings. I told them 
basically, I'd give them a business plan as to where I wanted yeah. things to be in sort of 18 months, uh, out, where I wanted them to be in two years, three years. Yeah. They bought into it. They loved ethos. Great good lads, great good musicians. Um, and we, we, did a, we did a video for Don't Really Like You in Kellam Island. Mm. And that was the first time. That was the first time I'd ever seen James play fucking drums, to be fair. Right. Okay. <laughs> So and then after that, was it was he, it just a vibe with him? Then did he did he just think I like yeah, I like this yeah. kid? I, I don't know what he's like as a musician, but so, so well we did a couple of acoustic gigs before we got the guitarist. Yeah. We did the, the first the early gigs of the project were I played acoustic guitar, Sam played bass, and James was the drummer. He played electric guitar, really good black country guitarist. And then I needed I needed to find another guitarist so James could get behind kit. And then we found Luke. Uh, at the end of May last year and we did his first we had one rehearsal and then we did two gigs on Bounce Play Port Cottage and Barnsley Live I think and that were it never looked back best backing band I've ever worked with but from I suppose from these early gigs I met sort of Ricardo who does a lot of his media for us Mm. Um, uh, the the, Josie helped out with PR. Mm. That was one of the first people that you pointed me in direction of. And I suppose it's just these little connections. And then once I started being active and sort of out in Sheffield and meeting people, that's when it's just it's start spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. And yeah, it's, I've just loved it. I've loved everything about this this second time round. I've absolutely loved yeah. everything. 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 <laughs> Even be depressed because I know that I'm not going to be depressed when a little bit too fucking happens. <laughs> I like, I like that. I, I've got a little bit of theory when I've spoke to a few people that are, that are building bands. And it, I, 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 the uh, musicianship is very important because you've got to be able to hold your own. But finding the right people is more important, I think. And the people that buy into you you as uh, as an yeah. artist. And, you know, particularly when the band name is the, the lead singer's name. Yeah, they really need to buy into that project, or unless they can sometimes feel left out yeah. uh, if it's if if the band's just under one person's name. If you get me, it's different That's when true. there's a band name. I think so. So so I think finding the right people is 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 harder than you know finding someone that's going to fit perfectly. You know, being a musician. Definitely, but I've got to give a special mention to them. There's none of that. There's none of that. We need to be yeah. a band. We need to, there's. And it's just a, it just feels right that that's the brand, that's the project. Mm. It's like, and I, I do do a lot of work. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. the, the, I'm not going to say lads don't help out, they do. But I mean, all social media, that's all me. Mm. All the bookings, that's all me. It's it's. Do you know what I mean? The band do yeah. help. And listen, about all I need band to do is just turn up and be as fucking awesome as they are. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We have as we have as arrangements and stuff like that, and it just. For all intents and purposes, it works. But I mean, I do like and been involved in the sounding board. So if I write yeah. a song and a demo, they're the first people that, that hear it, obviously. Um, and they'll tell me if it's shit. They will tell me if it's shit. They'll mm-hmm. tell me if it fits with what we're doing. Um, and yeah, it just it, it works. I know people say it should. Be. It's like when we were sanctioned on the fix. I think that's what called caused a bit of eruption. Like I think we had, I think the final nail in the coffin with that is. <laughs> We wanted to be called. Somebody said we should be called fucking Black Pines or something like that. And I said, "That's me, though." (laughs) Yeah, band names are weird, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) All the those are used up now. 
Um, yeah. And then you, and then you, you just start thinking of like arty shitty stuff, don't you? And th- yeah. trying to be like avant-garde or fucking what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to be weird and trying to stand out with your different mad names. Oh, like, that, that were it. That was the nail in the coffin. We like, we said we were going to call, rebrand ourselves as the Black Pines. I'm sure it was Black Pines. <laughs> nice. Right. Why Black no. Pines? Why just, I'm just, I'm Fuck always... knows. I think, I don't know. <laughs> John Oates, drummer, is a really old man, a really good man. <laughs> we clash like folk. We yeah. clash like fucking that <laughs> Yeah, he liked to steer it in one direction and I wanted yeah. to go the fucking complete opposite. Yeah, so. no, I get you. <laughs> well, one thing that I think's worked for you really well is your co- uh, collaborations with other people. So yeah. I, I see, you know, I've chatted to Harry Larkin uh, on the on a previous podcast when we've had filmmaker and now doing his own music, Kai Undrill in the Sheffield music scene. Yeah. Th- that type of community feels like it's <laughs> it, it, it's been a real help to you as well as an artist. So, it has, it has, and I think that meeting Harry were amazing. She's a mm. fucking songwriter, amazing, amazing songwriter. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I met Harry last year when we'd released a couple of singles. I didn't want to take my foot off pedal at Christmas, and obviously it's a notoriously bad time to release music. <laughs> um, so I th- so you I released watched- music. So I released music. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> okay. But I released Christmas music, which okay. is the smart. Yeah, okay. So, Fairy Tale of New York is the best fucking Christmas yeah. song. It yeah. just is, and it always fucking will be. Yeah. And if you're gonna cover that, you've got to do it fucking justice. And I knew the the gravelly fucking Tom Waits thing that I've got going off, and yeah. Harry's fucking sweet angelic tone. It, it, I, I knew it had worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I knew if we we're gonna do it, we needed a fiddle player. We needed a pianist. And we did it, and it was the first time I met Harry, and mm. that was November 11th last year, met Harry. Uh, we did it, we recorded inside Imperial Music Venue in Mexborough. First time I met her, she turned up, she was very poorly, and she still managed to deliver a yeah. fucking exceptional vocal from that day. <laughs> and from then, me and Harry have become really, really good mates, seriously good mates. Yeah, because you 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 play with each other live, don't you? Now, uh, yeah, yeah, you you you, you collaborate live, like when she's yeah, got a gig. Yeah. I know she she were down at the Noel Gallagher thing in Sheffield, and you played on that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that I jumped kind of on keys uh, for the Bonfire Tough, which is one of my favourite songs. Mm. Songs of us. It's it's just all the all the band as well. Anton Oscar, they're, they're all yeah. awesome people. Really, really friendly. Just a nice vibe to be around, and we've got them support. We're doing us. End of your headline at the Gorilla Beer Hall in Mexborough, and she's going to be main support. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's that'll, that'll be a good shindig. How do you do, like like when I look at where you are now and Harry? Because Harry, when I, I interviewed her straight after she played the main stage and opened the main stage at Tramlines last year. Yeah, um, I, I see you you guys now at a similar kind of level in the industry. Do you like bounce off each other and help each other? Like to we, push on. So if, if all happens, all big happens. She'll text me and I'll text her. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. And it's, nice. it's no but good vibes. Like it's, yeah. I'm buzzing for her. She's buzzing for me. But it's like she's you. Have, you have people. If something big happens, you've got to like a list of people that you tell first, yeah. don't you? And yeah. she's on there. Nice. What What's the best advice she's ever given you? Um. Don't drink as much. <laughs> <laughs> It's a classic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is a classic. Oh, I think I, it's like 
we are you are involved in all that kind of stuff, aren't you? And yeah. obviously, I've had a party with Harry and Kai and all that. But you've got to just keep. I, I, I know a couple of people who've completely lost the fucking way with it, and yeah. uh, it's like I've, I've got something in me where I, I just can't let that happen. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's too precious to let fucking something like that take it away. Yeah. And what's the best advice you've given her then? Uh, <laughs> Don't roll your eyes. Come on. Oh no! no. She, she, so um, I texted her the other day, and she she just done this thing for this feeling in London with oh, John. Kennedy. Yeah, the test transmission thing, wasn't it? That's That's what, yeah. yeah, yeah. She she, she was buzzing with it, and uh, I, she said I didn't get many photos. I said, look, when you're in there, I said tell the fucking crowd to get you on Instagram story, and then what we'll do is they'll get the fucking because they all scurry to get the phones out when yeah, you said yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Then they've got to follow you. Then they've got to find you. Yeah. And I said, that's what you need to be doing. And she, yeah, I think she's going to take heed with that advice. Oh, nice. <laughs> but, and she, is that not her forte, the, the socials kind of thing? Is that, um, is that I think, no, she, she, no, it, it is. But I think she's, it's, I, I pick up advice on social media all the time. And yeah. I think it's, it is so important, isn't it? Mm. It is, sadly, it is. Um, even TikTok, I know people will come on and say, fuck TikTok, I'm not doing that shit. It's fucking, but, well, fucking don't do it then, but you're not going to fucking get anywhere. It's yeah. like, do you know what I mean? For the, for the most part, there, there are exceptions to the rule, of course, yeah. but it's, that's the fucking way the cookie crumbles. I'm I'm quite cold with TikTok. I put reels and stuff on that. I put on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. I, I, do, yeah. I just, it's just somewhere else to plonk a few reels for me. I don't really know what I'm it's, doing on it. Yeah, and I'd, I, Listen, I'm not going to be doing fucking silly dances on <laughs> that bollocks, but I think, like I say, if you're putting a fucking reel on Instagram, just take 30 seconds and put it on TikTok. Yeah. It's, and that's 300 people that... It might only get 300 views, but it's 300 fucking people that didn't see you before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the way I see it. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. And it's... You know, there'll, there'll be another one next week, won't there? And, and it's something else to do. Like, Threads has just come out for Instagram. It's like, it's just... Threads a... is dying to death, though. I, mean, <laughs> I know, it, it just feels flat, doesn't it? I don't know how things like that could die with it being owned by Facebook, because I think mm-hmm. they'll, ju- they'll just try and reinvent it somehow and keep it going. I, it, it I don't know. Because, obviously, if you've got content to post, you'll... I, I, my, I'll start with Instagram. That puts it on Facebook. Then you yeah. go to Twitter. Then you go to TikTok. And it, I've just thought I'm not fucking doing Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah, I don't. laughs> it's right though, isn't it? It's just too much. It's too much. And then, and then Rumble. Now we've started putting these videos on Rumble as well. So follow us on Rumble if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could, and that's another YouTube thing. And then you know it just never ends. So you've only got so much time in the day. You can just do your best with this shit, can't you? Definitely. <laughs> right, well, then. I've, yeah, only, well. I've only just heard of Rumble because of Russell Brand. I think he's... Oh, right. Yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, well, what do you think about that story, then? Uh, I'm, listen, I'm not having a... <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm I, I, aside from this. Not our business. Leave them to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so coming back, you know, you, you've got a fire up your arse. Um, you, you're back on it. You're doing everything you can. You've built a team around you. You've got this band around you now. What uh, you know? What else do you need to add to Team Sam Chadel to push you to the next level again? Or what is the next level as well? That's the thing. I, where I wanted to be, I think I'm at. So when yeah. I sat down in Kellam Island and Costa with lads last year, yeah. this is where I wanted to be so far. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to fucking stop. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah. The, the plan is now 
to we are going to record an album uh and i can i think that's the first time i've officially said it anywhere yeah the next stage well we are recording one more single in november and then in march april next year we're going away and we're recording an album and it's that's it's happening I've spoke to many different people. I've spoke to the K's about it. I spoke to Lucy May Walker about it the other day, albums. Um, I spoke to Little Man Tate recently about it, John from them. And they've all got different like um, theories on albums. And it's interesting to have this chat about having an album because for some people it can be closing a chapter in your life and then moving on to the next stage. Mm-hmm. Some people feel like once you've got an album, you're not a new band anymore. You've got to, it's, it's it's serious now. You've you've got an album behind you. You've got to you've got to crack on. Less you know, yeah. uh, you know it's, it's it can be a lot more pressure for people too. How how do you feel about having the album out? What's it mean to you? So so when I say that we're doing the album in March April, we are going to be recording the album in March April. Yeah. You might not get to hear that album till sort of twenty twenty five. Yeah, okay. So there's going to be a long route of yeah. promotion and touring and work yeah. behind that. Right. But I think fortunate position that I've been in, and as I said, I've always had a lot of self-belief in music. Yeah. I'm sat on fucking probably four albums worth of songs that are, yeah. are pretty decent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I am I'm still writing, I'm still writing a lot now, but I could go in the studio and record an album and I'd be confident in the songs. So I think yeah. that that's that is a fortunate position to be in where you're having to cherry pick the best songs because I've, I've been writing for fucking nearly 20 years now, yeah. now do you know what I mean and there's a lot of songs that never saw light of day yeah. there's a lot of songs that go on BBC introducing um, years ago that never went anywhere because they weren't properly produced and yeah. things like that so as I said that while we are going to be doing an album the, the path to that album coming out it will obviously be there might be a few singles there might be an EP and then the, the album might come um yeah. But yeah, will, I it, think, will it be all new songs or will it be how the devil you do it and that kind of stuff? Do you think it'll have? Or it'll uh, have you thought that forward, far forward yet? I think that that one probably would have to be Brave Mistake would have to be on. I think it might. We might have to because when when we released that, that was one of them that I, I recorded at home and sent to Nashville to be produced. Mm. And now we're at a point where's Aiden? We're absolutely. You know, you're critical on his journey that we had a good producer and he gave me a lot of backing and a lot of confidence. I think we need to be in a studio now with the lads and we need to be in one room. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Instead of doing that that, that remote working kind yeah. of thing. So I think, yeah, there, there might be a couple that gets revisited, but I think for the most part, it'll be new material. I love writing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think that my writing's a lot more mature now. You can see that on Balloon. And mm. I think, yeah, it'll be new stuff. Uh, the, the single that we've got that um, is coming out, well, that we're recording in November. That's just a fucking. I'm, I'm so proud of it. I'm just really proud of the, the sound, the, the lyrics, everything. Yeah. Really happy with it. Rick Witter from Shed Seven told me the other day about writing an album. He said you've got to make sure that track six or seven is at, is fucking class because <laughs> if it comes out on vinyl, you've got to give somebody a, an excuse to get up off their arse and turn it over and play the second half. This is what I mean. It's like it's, little I'm, things like I'm, that. I'm, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, you mentioned earlier that you know uh, the the grind of it. You know, going through the industry and getting these little sparks of light that keep you going. What was name a couple of sparks of light that have kept you going through this long journey? Just the first one last year was 
did a gig at Peddler Market, which was one of the acoustic gigs that I mentioned, mm. and then Freedom Brewery were there, really liked what we did. Mm. Uh, and then they got us a sort of big festival down in that posh fucking festival down at Alex James's farm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had a slot down there. So that was first kind of big slot last year. And then the tram lines this year for me yeah. were one of them moments uh, where Casey and Chris asked us to come back. I think Apollo Junction was stranded in... Uh, yeah, the, the stranded like in Ireland, yeah, from a gig. And yeah, yeah, you covered them, yeah, yeah. And then to be, because obviously Saturday went really well to be asked to go back and yeah. play. That, I, just them two gigs, I absolutely love them at tram yeah. lines. And then you, you could tell because I, I was there for that for those gigs for both of them, yeah. and the you, you could tell. You, you, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen a smile on your face as big as that before <laughs> while you're playing. If you know what I mean, and I've seen, and I've seen you, I've seen you frowning at a few. <laughs> Mate, I, I used to frown at them all. If you <laughs> see me now, I'm like a fucking Cheshire cat. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I am? Like, I, I I love every secondary. Absolutely adore every secondary. Yeah, nice one. So a busy year ahead writing an album then and more music, everything else coming up. Uh, what have you got more in the, what have you got coming up that you can tell us about more uh, short term? Uh, well, term. We, just, we just got announced for Two Door Cinema Club to open for them, which wow. when we found that out, it would just, yeah, it's going to be like three and a half thousand people. How did that happen then? Um, so it's, it's, it's a weird story really. A, a few weeks ago, Ben, who's the enemy's manager, mm. sent me a random message and he said to me, We've got, we're announcing a band at dawn next week. Your name's been put forward. I've got suspicions who put me forward, but I'm not 100% mm. uh, But then he said, Oh, I'm, I'm liking your stuff. Do you want to set up a meeting? And I thought, Fucking enemy's manager, this sounds good. Do you know what mm. I mean? Uh, and then I saw that it was Two Door Cinema Club. They announced Two Door Cinema Club. Mm. And then this, he never got back to me. He still hasn't got back to me. So he said, he said, let's set up a meeting. I'll, I'll call you Friday or I'll call you Monday. And then it just, he's gone into, if you're there, Ben, I'm still here. I'm, I'm up to have a conversation if you yeah. want. But he just yeah. disappeared into ether. Do you know what I mean? And then I got the call. Well, no, I got the news while we were doing a little festival in Doncaster. Uh, Jimmy Mack broke it to us because yeah. Jimmy Mack's, got contacts the dice as as sports whoever it were and it's, you've got the gig and up until last week I still didn't think it was true. I was like and even lads were like it's not gonna fuck it up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And uh but yeah we've got it's all been official, it's all been announced and it's yeah, it's official and it's gonna be I, I can't wait to put them songs in front of like I said three three and a half thousand people because that's what the that's what them songs are written for. I've got no yeah. shame in, in telling you that I want them to be anthemic. I want them to be easily accessible. Do you know what I mean? I've always, that's that's yeah. my music. That's my writing style. If you don't like it, if you want a bit more arty, then I'm not for fucking you, basically. Yeah. So <laughs> how, how do you prepare for this big stage then? Do you, do you prepare differently for it? Or have you even thought about that yet? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're, we're doing a, we've got an eight hour like production rehearsal that we're going to do. Um, middle of October mm. so we're not rewriting set we're just we are adding an extra musician um, just to jump on I don't like play, playing acoustic guitar anymore like, <laughs> okay. I'm, sick, I'm sick to death for it hurts so, your, fing- uh, your fingers <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I fucking I can't be asked changing guitars all right, the time okay. yeah. one guitar and that's it yeah, got but it's 
Yeah, we're going to have somebody playing acoustic just to fill out sound a bit. Uh, he's going to play a bit of piano as well. But we're not really going to do all different. I think yeah. we, we do do a cover in a set, and I think we're going to drop that. And we're just good. Good. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm like with covers in sets at, at your level now, un- unless it's like something really special. Like, our Fleetwood Mag cover is fucking yes. Like, okay. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not we're, we're not going up there as a pub band and fucking yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, we have changed. We have took that song. We have changed it. Yeah. So I will defend that cover. Okay. Uh, there was yeah people. There were discussions about keeping it in anyway, but it's been fucked off. So, oh, right, okay. <laughs> right. so uh, how do you like? You know, it, 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 you know, it's it could be a, a, a big stepping stone to the next stage, couldn't it? You know, getting bigger support slots, and that, that, and that that's like that. That's what people at your stage of the music industry are all after, isn't it? You know, just constant support slots and finding new pockets of fans all over the country, away from Doncaster, Sheffield. You know, the you know where you've built a fan base already. Yeah. Um, it, that's that's one of the hardest steps to like break, isn't it? So getting this opportunity could lead to more with them it could lead to you know you know your, your name's out there you yeah I, I i hope that sorts it all out for you mate because it's it's, it's, it's 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 you've got the first step on it that's it isn't it you're on that's it and i'm not gonna stop i'm banging on fucking doors all the time i mean, yeah. I mean when we the, the biggest gig before this was when we spoiled reverend of the makers at mm. leadville back in i think it was may we did that yeah. when he uh, they were doing campaign for he wave in the cold north and yeah. I just knew that that were another that were another one of those shiny light moments yeah. where I just I came away from it and I just thought I've got to fucking this is what I'm gonna do and no one's fucking stopping me. Do you know what I mean? Is that the one when you were backstage with Richard Orley and that? And I stopped you, on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kai mentioned that to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 that, yeah, that sounded that class. Were, that were insane. Uh, Kai's Kai, so when we're talking about a team, Kai, Kai's a member of that team. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Watch that with his media. He's a fucking very very talented man. And I just like how. Aloof he is with his yeah. music. It's like I'm gonna put this out. I'm not really bothered about it. I'm not gonna fucking do all with it. I just <laughs> want to walk out, and then I'm gonna walk away from it, and yeah. I can't be fucking asked with it. It's, I just I think that's great. But he is a very talented filmmaker as well. Yeah. So, what, did you get any advice from John, uh, John Revan and the Makers, or Richard you know, Orley, or, like that, or did you just leave him to it? When we fin- when we finished our set, John were waiting at side at stage at yeah. Leadville. Yeah. Give me a massive hug, and he. <laughs> He's just such a nice fucking world. Do you know what Isn't I mean? It? Yeah. And I've, 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 I've played with some bands and they've been fucking right assholes. And I've, I've said, there's no way I'm ever going to fucking be like that. Do you know what? There's yeah. just no, I, I can't get it in my head why you would be like that. Yeah. I know. Uh, and yeah, John McWay at side of the stage, give me a massive hug. And it was just, it was just lovely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just great, great good vibe. And then when I met Richard Orley, I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> It is just Sheffield royalty, isn't it? All, all up yeah, there. Yeah. Did you know they were going to be there? Or did, uh, did no, John said. So when we were upstairs at Leadville, John yeah. said, "Keep your dressing room doors open. It's one big fucking dressing room here. We Close. don't have that segregation. Do you Close. know what I mean? Just yeah. fucking you coming ours, we can come in yours." Yeah. And I thought that was great. And he said, "Make sure you stick around after because he said that's that's the words he used. He says there's going to be some uh, Sheffield music royalty up here, and then fucking Nick Banks were there. And nice, yeah, it were it were awesome." You were right, mate. <laughs> nice one. I, I, I love I love these, you know, because throughout all the hustle and bustle, these little shiny moments, 
they're, they're nice and, and 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 it's like for me just you like knowing you all these years and it's just it, it it's just really nice to see you cracking on mate and just thank proper you. having it proper having thank it. you i appreciate it carl you're welcome mate so uh what's coming up short term then we the c word christmas is coming up it's going to be halloween and that soon um mm-hmm. have, you, have you got anything coming up this year that you'd like to share yeah, so, with i people? mean we're at a busy time i think when this yeah. comes out we're going to be really heavily promoting the new single yeah. uh, and the video for it the video's fucking so we've we've gone a bit off piste with this video um yeah decided that we weren't going to have band in it. We wanted a full narrative video. Um, and I decided that I wanted to get some proper, proper actors in for this. And I managed to get Sam Sidall, who played Manny Maguire in Shameless, mm-hmm. uh, to play the female lead. And she did a fucking incredible job. And the, the wow. male lead did as well. Uh, the, the video's very, very fucking sad. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Right. Very, very sad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, I'm looking forward to that. that sounds... <laughs> <laughs> I, di- I didn't mean that to sound sarcastic. I generally am. <laughs> we have that tone sometimes as Yorkshire people, don't we? Like, oh, well, that sounds good. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> but yeah, that's coming out. Um, so that's going to be out. And then we've got the two door gig. Yeah. Then we're going to Folkestone for three days to record the next single. Yes. At the beginning, we're going down Bonfire Night. Um, but like we've got like this residential studio down there. It looks fucking incredible. And we're going to try and, well, there's some nice vintage gear in there. I'm just looking forward to pissing yeah. about in there, to be fair, for three days. And then we've got an end of year show. Well, it was an end of year show. But then we've got something else booked in now for December that I can't tell you what it is yet. But that's okay. supporting quite a big local band okay. uh, in December. Come uh, on, come on. <laughs> I might have mentioned I'll give you a clue I might have mentioned who they were somewhere in this conversation oh okay fair enough well there we go we can, we can season with that brilliant nice one well Sam mate I think you're fucking sound uh, I've always thought you sound I, I love the graft I know how hard it is for anybody to uh, make a commitment and absolutely go for it in the music industry and keep going mate you, you, you've got this Thank you very much, Carl. Appreciate it, man. You're Appreciate very welcome. It. Enjoy the rest of your day, pal. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Thanks for joining. Nice one. Cheers, Sambo. Yeah, the struggles, the tri- triumph, the defiance you need to survive in this music industry is strong in that boy. Good luck to him. Might have to get him on in Manchester one day, yeah? Right then, ladies and gentlemen, that's been another episode. Thanks to Sam. Uh, do Im- do get involved with some stuff. You know, there's a link in the description of the podcast to all this stuff. You know, give him a follow on that. You know, check out his new tunes. And we will see you again next week for another beautiful chat. Got some nice guests already in the can. And we've got a couple of nice belters that I'm recording next week as well. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Give us a five-star review, will you, mate? Uh, If you're listening to us on Spotify or uh, Amazon or if you're on Apple, uh, if you can be asked, can you give us a five-star review? Because that really helps us. We've had a a few come in recently. Five-star and all nice one. And and I know it's only because of me asking, but you've got a graph these days. Nobody just does that kind of stuff on their own, do they? But if you can find it in your heart to give us a little uh, five-star review, that would really appreciate it. Thank you. 
And as always, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you soon. Stay tuned to RGM for another week of new tunes, music, interviews, features, all the stuff that magazines do. And we will see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Toodle ooh. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support and we'll see you next week.